So at the end of 31st October, they've prepared financial statements. Now, the financial statement will be published probably uh, in January. Okay, so before the financial statements are published in January, between October and December, the transactions that took place are what we call the events after the reporting period. Do we adjust the financial statement or we just disclose it in the footnote? And we're going to be getting into all of these uh, later on as we look at the discussion in that case. Then property plants and equipment, very, very critical. Companies are going to be buying assets. They are going to be buying delivery van. They are going to be buying motor vehicle. They are going to be buying a lot of assets as an organization. Now, if they are buying these instruments, they are buying these assets, they are buying these uh, equipment, how do they account for it? So we're going to look at the uh, 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 machine accounts. We're going to look at the vehicle accounts. We're going to look at the uh, depreciation, accumulated depreciation accounts. If they sell assets, then we're going to be looking at all also the disposal accounts and all of those things uh, in that case. So this is a huge aspect where we, we're testing our double entry principle. We're looking at the uh, various books of prime entry and we're going to be getting into this. Uh, we have the sales day book, the purchases day book, the return inwards day book, the return outwards day book, the cash book, and then we have the journal as well uh, in that case. And we're going to be getting into all of these things. When it comes to the ledger, we have the general ledger and then the personal uh, ledger. The personal ledger include the uh, receivables control account and then payable uh, control account. And we will get into all of these things. I don't want to get uh, excited about it. We're going to look at source documents. These are the documents that the entity is going to be using, or these are the documents that the accountant will use. You, the accountant, will use to be able to enter the various transactions into the books of the company. And we're going to be looking at all of the the various source documents, receipts, uh, issue invoices, uh, pay slips. We're going to be looking at all bank statements. We're going to be looking at all of these source documents and how they are used to enter various transactions in the books of the organization. And we're going to spend a lot of the time in, in the section two uh, uh, on, on, on this aspect because this is the foundation for accounting. If you screw this up, you're gonna be screwed up uh, really a lot, even in level two when you are doing financial reporting and by extension level three, if you are doing corporate reporting. So we wanna make sure that we understand these things very well as we build our knowledge uh, in relation to that. Then the final segment on that will be the preparation of final account for partnership businesses, very critical uh, in there very, very critical. I cannot, I cannot overemphasize the importance of this as we move ahead in that case. When we admit a new partner, the existing partnership business, it's dissolved and then a new partnership business is formed. If there is a change in partnership, there is a dissolution uh, and liquidation of partnership businesses, what do we do? How do we go about this? We're going to be spending some time to also look at partnership accounts uh, in that case, later on, as we move ahead. So for 30%, no wonder that is 30% because there are a lot of things that I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on in that case. Then you look at section C, and that is uh, to look at a trial balance, preparation of a trial balance. Now, a trial balance is simply a statement uh, showing the balances existing in the books of an entity at a given period, 
okay? And we'll look at this later on. So here we'll look at correction of errors and uh, suspense accounts. We spend some time to look at bank reconciliation statement. We'll prepare a trial balance because at the end of the day, we, we're gonna be collecting the transactions. We're gonna be recording the transaction. We're gonna be classifying the transactions. We're gonna be uh, summarizing the transaction. We're gonna be preparing the financial statements and all of those things uh, in that case. So that is also something that we need to understand uh, when we are dealing with that issue there. Then you come to the fourth segment, that is preparation of basic financial statement. Now the key word here is basic, all right? You, you, you're not really gonna be doing tough stuff. You will do the real tough stuff later on in the level two, when I incorporate uh, financial reporting though, but here we are not really gonna be doing heavy duty stuff. I mean, we're gonna be just gleaning the surface. So we're gonna look at a sole proprietorship business, so one-man business, okay? Uh, how do we prepare the final account for a sole proprietorship business? We're gonna be spending some time to look at that. Then companies, okay? How do we prepare financial statement for a company, a limited liability uh, company? And then as well as NGOs, very, very important, uh, clubs, uh, societies, uh, institutions who are not existing, to make money for, so for not not for profit making organizations and institutions we're going to be spending some time also there to look at them so uh here there are three key statements here for the companies the profit or loss uh another comprehensive income profit or loss accounts statement of financial position which formerly was known as the balance sheet okay the balance sheet now this is also known as the income statement so if you hear somebody talking about the income statement is the same as the profit or loss accounts. So the statement of financial position is the same as the balance sheet, but now we don't call it a balance sheet. Uh, it's the statement of financial position. Just that sometimes it can be used interchangeably. Then we come to the cash flow statement and we will get into all of these things later on. Then, like I said, we'll come to the NGOs and that aspect, we're gonna be having uh, 25 percent per the syllabus grading now the good news is that depending on how excited the examiner is two questions are likely to come from here in other words the examiner may bring a sole proprietorship uh question then a company limited by shares that is the uh, uh simple companies or a company limited by guarantee which is the not-for-profit making organization. So depending on how excited the examiner is, we could have 40 mark questions actually coming from this area in there. But a sole trader perspective, I mean, the double entry issue is likely going to be coming in where the sole proprietor is not somebody who is adequate enough, someone who is trained enough. So the person lacks a lot of skills, a lot of expertise. Uh, so there are incomplete records. And so we need to adjust the financial statement. So this is where your double entry is going to really shine. And don't worry, we're going to be getting into all of these things. And you're going to see how exactly all these add up in that case so that is also the section d aspect of the syllabus then the last one definitely there's a question there waiting for us 
It's about interpretation of financial statements. And uh, what is going to happen here is that you're going to be calculating various ratios. You see, at the end of the day, companies uh, would want to assess their performance. I mean, management want to assess their performance in order to know whether the policies they have implemented are working successfully. Shareholders will want to assess the performance of the organization to know whether the company is uh, profitable, profitable, whether they are making a lot of returns on their investment and whether they should continue investing in the company or they should re uh, reduce their investment. So we're going to be using various uh, financial indicators at this level. Now, there are financial indicators, there are non-financial indicators, but at this level, we're going to be looking more on the financial indicators uh, in relation to that and spending uh, time on how that can be done and how that can be structured in relation to that. So we're going to be calculating various ratios such as the profitability uh, ratio. Uh, we're going to be looking at the efficiency or working capital ratio. We're going to be looking at the gearing or gearing ratio, depending on the school you attended. And then we're going to be looking at the investors ratio. So we're going to compute all these ratios. Then we interpret. It's very easy. It's not difficult in relation to that. So this is what we need to understand when it comes to uh, financial reporting and how the syllabus is structured. So we're going to be having five questions compulsory. I mean, no uh, advice, no pick and choose. No, no, no. You're going to really have to understand everything in relation to that. Um, you have to be able to be in the position to attempt all the questions as much as possible. But remember, the pass mark is 50% uh, at the end of the day, but 50% is not cheap. 50% is not cheap. So probably you would think that, oh, 50%, I can do that. Probably you'd say that 50%, oh, that's easy. Probably you say that 50 uh, uh, no, 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 no. So you need to put yourself in a position where you can optimize yourself and be able to increase your chances of passing the exam. So five questions are going to be in the exam hall covering each aspect of the syllabus. Like I said, there's a question that you're going to be having on ratios waiting for you. There's a question that you're going to have on so trader waiting for you companies there's a question waiting for you on that either limited by shares or limited by guaranteed guaranteed uh coming in in that case then some introductory aspects some basic issues coming in uh accounting concept and conventional all of those things you're going to be having questions coming in there in that case so this is what you need to understand basically when it comes to dealing with the financial accounting now how do you position yourself to pass the exams because you say at the end of the day you've got to pass the exams so how do you position yourself like i say all the time so let me take you to my screen here Skip this. They want me to review uh, this for them. So give me a moment. Let's see. Thought I had created this folder. Okay. So we could put a note in there. Section one. 
So like I share with you all the time, if you're a follower of my work, you know this already, talk about the academic success triangle. The academic success triangle. There are three stages you need to go through in order for you to increase the chances of passing whatever exams that you are writing. Number one is to understand the basic principles. To understand the basic principles about financial accounting. It's, it's very critical. Every topic, I'm going to be showing you the basic issues that you need to understand. You need to spend time to really, really understand the overview of the course, how each of the things linked together at the end of the day. You need to really spend time to understand this thoroughly, understand this very, very well if you want to position yourself to pass the examination. That's the first thing. The second thing is to have an examination analysis document. The idea of this is to provide you with a structure of the exams. And I'm going to be providing you with uh, an examination analysis document later on in the course as we move ahead uh, in relation to that. And then finally, you practice questions. Practice questions. Practicing questions it's very critical. Now, remember, I didn't bring practice question as number one. No. Understand principle number one. Understand the structure number two. Practice questions number three. Now, so you don't practice questions if you hadn't prepared yourself, if you don't understand the topic you are dealing with. Otherwise, you'll be discouraged as you uh, study or discouraged as you move ahead to look at what exactly you study in uh in that case so you want to make sure that you spend your time to really really understand this very well what are the basic principles what are the basic concepts what are the basic things what is the structure of the exams how is the examiner going to be setting the questions then you practice questions now practicing questions should come from various sources yeah you can practice some past questions coming in there you need to also get questions from the question bank from ICA. I would recommend that you buy the question bank. If you, if you can't buy the manual, at least the question bank buy it because it has a lot of questions in there. Then you can get questions from other uh, sources such as the ACCA or uh, other sources where you can get some questions from relating to the topics that you are doing. You need to expose yourself to as many questions as possible so that you can uh, really position yourself to actually pass the exam. So when you talk about financial accounting, basically this is what you need to understand. And in the next uh, few weeks, as I take you through uh, this course, we're gonna be looking at this and we're gonna be looking at what it is that we need to do. So. If there are any questions, you know what to do already. Put those questions down and uh, send them to me on WhatsApp or during our uh, sessions, live sessions, you can ask me any questions that you have. Remember, download the ebook, question kits, and every resources below the, this video. And I'll see you in the next video as we begin the journey to unfold what financial accounting is about. And I cannot wait to get into that. So I'll see you in the next video as we continue with our discussion.